On this episode of the Casual Spire Podcast, I'm joined by entrepreneur and consultant Manda Land. Uh, this is a great episode because I connected with Manda during an entrepreneurial conference called Supports Influence and Success. And she was speaking on a panel about serial entrepreneurship. And I just loved her mentality. I loved her, her joy. And I knew that I wanted to have her on the podcast. You know, she is really passionate about helping people achieve financial freedom. That is definitely her mission. Um, and so, you know, we got into a lot of that. You know, we talk about, you know, how important it is to have, you know, several streams of income as well as, you know, being able to, you know, do something you love to do on the side and turning your side hustles into income streams. You know, she talks about also uh, during the times of her as an executive for an organization, she got the opportunity to learn how to trade for a currency, um, which ultimately led her down the path of cryptocurrency, which she really absolutely loves to do. Um, she talks about creating a summer camp that teaches young people how to trade and learn about cryptocurrency. Um, so we talk also about her being originally from Michigan and after 15 years deciding to move to Orlando where she, initially when she first moved here, her and her husband, uh, they met, she met over 150 people as well as attending the mayor's inauguration. And then she landed a job as an executive global, at an executive global association, which ultimately led her to um, create many contacts around the world and travel the world as well too. Uh, we, we also talk about uh, going to college and what that means for people of color and if it holds the same weight today as it once did. And we talk about that success isn't measured by degree, but more about what you put on this earth to do. You know, she shares that, like, like I said, for her, it's about helping others achieve financial freedom. So you know, that's something she's really passionate about, as I mentioned earlier. Um, we talk about, we, we end the episode talking about her 15 years of leadership in association and nonprofit management. She served in many roles in several different industries, several different organizations. Um, and she's also has several certifications as a CMP, which is a certified meeting professional, and also certified association executive because of her time in association management. Uh, she says the benefits of these certifications provide the ability for additional compensation, but also open doors and opportunities within the meeting industry and association industry. Uh, we talk also about what it means to be in the nonprofit sector, and she shares that the nonprofit sector is purpose is about giving back and being mission driven. Uh, we also talk about her two of her other businesses that she had, which is Hard Assets and Buying Silver, and then she's the co-owner of the Orlando Travel Guide. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Encourage Fire Podcast. This is episode 29, and uh, we got a, a new friend of mine that I recently connected with, 
and she's actually not in the music industry. <laughs> so this is gonna be a bit of a different conversation. I've actually done a couple of different one other episode with a friend of mine that wasn't primarily focused on music. So this is cool. It gives a little bit of different perspective. Uh her stories is such encouraging and inspiring. And she's you know, she's an entrepreneur. Uh, my friend Mondaland. How are you doing today? I am well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me on your show. This is uh, awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, you are I when I connected, uh, we recently connected um last uh, I think about a week or two ago at an entrepreneur conference. And I was just absolutely amazed and I really appreciated what you were talking about and to see our people up there. The cool thing about this conference, that's we call it, let's be real what it is. It's predominantly black folk in that yes. room. Yep. And it was cool to see people of color pretty much, I think I think every panel, I think every panelist was somebody of color. I don't yeah. think, you know what I mean? And yeah. you don't really see that oftentimes at type of events like that. So it was really cool to to get to meet you and hear what you were talking about. And I just said, I want to interview you for my podcast and, and give the listeners something a little bit different, you know, um, and, and give them some, some gems and, 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 you know, hopefully encourage and inspire them because that's what my podcast is all about. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, we got connected on the, at the conference, the supports, uh, influences success, I think is what it's called. Success, yeah. Bo. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ariana Campbell, who's been yeah. a guest on my podcast uh, before. So she's awesome. She, I'm, she's also my, she's, I'm also her client. You know, she built my website and, you know, makes my merch, my t-shirts and my merch line. So, so Ariana and I have a, a great relationship. So shout out to her and what she's doing. And uh, Amanda J as well uh, for what yeah. she's doing. Amanda J is actually a friend of mine for a long time. I knew her before she moved to Orlando when she was living in Jacksonville, Florida. And so to uh, to see her come here and actually do uh, and doing some great things, just uh, even outside of her music, I'm so proud of what she's doing. So shout out to them for curating such a great event. Yeah, I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. That was an amazing <laughs> event. Um, right. I was just so honored to be a part of it. Uh, what Oriana put together, Amanda J, all the artists, mm-hmm. all of the speakers. I mean, it was just uplifting, like you said, to see brown and black people that were so successful and giving out so much knowledge and wisdom mm-hmm. and insight and telling their stories. It was just motivating for me. I mean, I know I was there to speak, but I took pages and pages of notes um, on things that were just relevant to where we are. And and sometimes, you know, in in popular culture and magazines and articles, you hear about the big names, but there are people doing big things and writing your city or writing your town and you may not know about them. And it was just good to be able to connect with those that are, are really doing big things like yourself. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I, I probably was the only one there that primary focus was prop was, you know, was music, meaning that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm very particular about what I'm passionate about. I'm driven by passion. Right. So I don't do a lot of things outside of what I'm passionate about. One, because, see, digress a little bit. People always try to pitch me for these MLM companies. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done MLM. Right. The thing with MLM is that if you're not passionate about it, it won't work. Right. Right. Okay. And so I don't care what it is. And to me, um, 
when I'm pitching my clients on any service that I'm doing, I want to be completely postured, ready for the rebuttals, all that type of thing, right? Yep. Because when you go into these new, the thing about it is with these MLM companies is that you recruit people that you want to help them. I get it, right? But these people don't know. A lot of them are first-time business owners, you know. So then they don't, and they're coming to an industry that they probably don't know a lot about. So they have to get a three-way call. I've done all this stuff before. Let's bring somebody. And, and I don't really like to do that. I like to be the one. I want to close the deal because people are going to be working with me primarily. Right. right. Where they do it. So I don't, so that's one of the things that I'm just, you know, I just decided I don't want to do that type of thing. I'm driven by passion. People always want to pitch me. Well, come, to, come listen to my business. I listen, but I already know in the back of my mind, I ain't doing it. Because, <laughs> you know, because if I'm not passionate about it, Right. It doesn't matter what it is. I just say no. Right. Because right. for me, I'm driven by passion. Call me crazy. Call me whatever you want to call me. But passion is what drives me. And I'm willing because when you're passionate about something, you you stick through the tough days. Yeah. yeah. When because there will be because well, this episode is about entrepreneurship. There will be hard days. Yes. Yes. Where. Yeah. There's days and weeks where I don't make any money. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm disabled, so I get my, I get my base, I get my, I'm, I'm good. I do this full time. I'm, I'm fortunate where I, I don't have to work a nine to five. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I get up every day, and this is all I do. Anybody needs to hold me, my phone is always, or I don't have to go punch a clock or do anything like that. I'm very fortunate, and I'm, I'm very blessed in that regard. That I don't have to do what a lot of people have to do. That, and I, and I, people got to do what they got to do. I get it. Right. I'm very fortunate that I can do what I can do and live my passion every day and control my time. Essentially, that's what people want, right? People want to control their time back then. It's that's not about right. money. It's not about money. It's about time. Money just right. money gives you the, the freedom to get your time back. And that's what people are really chasing, right? So a lot of times people think that they have to become multi-millionaires. Here's the reality. Like, you know, but uh, the, the last guy up there, Malik Manal, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. That's the conference. It's, look, it's great. You have a, you have several multi-million dollar companies. Everybody's not going to be a multi-million. That's just the reality of the situation. I think people sometimes put so much pressure on themselves. I got to be a multi-million. You might not be. But can you take care of yourself doing what you love to do? And I think sometimes that gets lost Mm -hmm. in trying to build your business. We talk about, in the music industry, we talk about Getting your one thousand true fans, supporters mm. that's that spend a hundred dollars a year, it's a hundred thousand a year, right? Yep. There's seven billion people on the planet. That's right. If you can get a thousand people that are going to spend a hundred dollars a year, you can make a six figure income, mm-hmm. right? But so many people want to build businesses and be multimedia, but it's hard to be yeah. multimedia. It's hard to get somebody to pay you some money. Let's be real. It's hard to get somebody to pay you a dollar for a service. And they don't really know. It's hard to do that. It's not easy to get somebody to. It's one thing when you go to work a nine to five job. You're there. You apply for it. They, you know, they need. They want. They have a sales. They're looking for people. Right. When you have your own business that you're trying to get off the ground and get somebody want to pay you for a service, they have to trust you. They have. You have to bring value. Um, social media these days is very very important. That's right. You always got to stay on social media because it's just part of it, right? And so. You got to give a lot of value and time before you ever get somebody to spend a dollar. Because once they get interested, then you get them on the phone, 
right? Then you got to pitch them. Then you got to follow up. <laughs> it's a lot of points of contact before they're ready to even spend a dollar with you. True. Very so, true. Right. So a lot of people, I think, sometimes, especially through the pandemic, have sensationalized entrepreneurship, but it's hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I agree with you 100 percent that that entrepreneurship going from the nine to five mindset to an entrepreneur, if you think, oh, I'm going to live this freedom based life, I'm going to it's going to be so much better. The grass is greener. You work more as an entrepreneur than you do working for someone else. And I have, I am, I've been an executive at an organization Mm -hmm. and I have worked long hours. Uh, but not as long as for myself, because at the end of the day, if you don't produce for yourself, there is no one that is going to buy because you have not produced it. Exactly. So that's just the truth. I mean, and I I love what you said too. Most people aren't really seeking. Well, they want the millions sure in their mind, but they're not willing to do the work for the millions. That takes a special kind of hustle. That takes a special kind of grind. That takes a special kind of person. And not everybody is is set out for that. But what I believe is that everybody is entitled to freedom. Everybody's entitled to financial freedom. We shouldn't have to be um, weighed down with debt. We shouldn't have to be um, not able to live our dreams because we have to do our nine to five. Mm -hmm. There are other solutions that Mm -hmm. we can go towards and we can have side hustles or yep. things like that around, like you said, our passions to be right. able to make money. And I love that because, and let me just tell you my story. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it's come full circle to the word freedom and financial freedom, because that's, that's my website, financialfreedomforyou.com. So okay. um, the, the whole thought of the uh, and process was I was a, an executive with association in association management, right? Yeah. And um, one day I was approached to learn about trading foreign currency. The backstory is, is that my husband, his friend um, traded foreign currency in college and he was paying for his kids private school and was like, hey, you should learn how to do it. And he said, my husband said to him, well, are you going to teach me? And he said, no, I don't know how to teach you, but I just know how to do it. Kind of look at this stuff and figure it out. And he was like, I'm going to lose money doing that. I got to I got to learn. So someone told me about an MLM that actually teaches you how to trade. Now, yeah. we came in as customers. We didn't build the business. We do build um, and we do help others. But it's a, it's it's totally different. Let me just explain. Yeah. So we um, got in the business and um, we learned trade foreign currency. One night I was sitting on my couch and there was a guy on in this educational platform that was talking about cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. I turned it on and he's a black guy. And I'm like, okay, well, he's talking about crypto. He's talking about how you trade and learn crypto. Oh, he says, buy such, such and such cryptocurrency. Okay. Let me figure out how to buy it. He says, do this. Oh, let me figure out how to do that. And lo and behold, I find myself learning about cryptocurrency. Now this is 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is, you know, years ago. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that this, this industry, this new asset class was going to take off like it did. Mm -hmm. I just started learning and started buying little over time. I wish I would have bought more back then, Mm -hmm. but that's another story. (laughs) But um, from there, you know, things like the recession hit. 
I it left my old executive job right before the recession. I started a consulting company to help nonprofits and associations. And then the recession hit and I found myself helping nonprofits and associations, but they didn't have the money to pay. So I said, what am I going to do? Well, oh, wait a minute. I got the skill that I learned when I was working my nine to five called trading. Oh, I have these crypto assets that I can leverage and I can trade also with those. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if I wouldn't have come in and said yes to this, what people would consider an MLM, but it is a company that teaches you how to trade. If I wouldn't have said yes, I wouldn't have been set up to be able to take myself and sustain myself when that business wasn't producing enough for me. So um, I say all that to say I realized that one income is too close to none. I, you always have to diversify yourself. you got to figure out, like, what am I good at? What am I skilled at? Um, you know, are there things that maybe I don't even know I'm passionate about, but I developed this passion because really my passion is to help others. So because I had gained cryptocurrency knowledge, I then wrote a free book. It's on my website. The Beginner's Guide to Cryptocurrency teaches you how to buy it, how to store it. Very basic. Now, let me fast forward. Then um, I had an idea to do a crypto summer camp. So I said this summer, I'm going to teach young kids to do crypto, to learn cryptocurrency, get a wallet, because this is the future. I want them to know. I put it out there. Um, I learned about this event with um, Hill Harper and Naja Roberts, who um, have a Black Wall Street app, the first Black over-the-counter um, um, uh, app where you can buy cryptocurrency from African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to the event. I met Ms. Roberts and she said, listen, I have a nonprofit and I have a crypto camp that is physical. This is not online. This is a physical camp and I need your help running it. You have an association nonprofit background. I need you help. I need your help running it. I said, she said, I know you're a consultant. So let's get a proposal and work together as you being a consultant and you helping my organization. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is how things work. Lo and behold, now I'm working with her as a consultant to help her with her crypto kids camp nonprofit. And who thought two years ago when I said yes to trade that I would end up in this cryptocurrency space because I said yes. And, And let me just be honest. I'm still a customer with the um, multi-level marketing company. I'm still a customer. I pay because I want that education and that knowledge. I want that deep dive and that learning. I want that information. So for me, it's benefited me so much to just say yes and just to learn. And it's opened up a huge door that I would have never, ever had if I wouldn't have just said yes. So I think even today I posted on IG, like the first step is just saying yes. That's the the key. And you never know, like I'm passionate about helping others. I thought it was helping others with nonprofit stuff. Yes, it is. But who knew that if my crypto knowledge could be in that that mix as well. So I love that. I'm just so grateful that I said yes and I moved quickly on some opportunities, uh, like doing that camp, online camp that opened the door for me to meet uh, Hill Harper and Naja Roberts as well. So that's, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have my mentor, uh, Cameron Mason, who's 25 plus years in the music industry, high executive. And she always says, Darrell, let the, just say yes and let the universe work it out. Yeah. 
to always, even if you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> yes. No, she says it all the time. You know, yes. and, and and I'll tell you a quick story on that. So there's a conference. So I've been fortunate enough to visit six different countries, right? Yes. And all related to music, right? And so there's a conference called Me Dem, which is the largest international, it's a B2B event. So mm. I'll tell you how music conferences work. So traditional music conferences, kind of like what we did at Entrepreneur, where you have a panel, right? You have subjects or whatever. And then as during the daytime, we call that the educational portion of it, networking. At nighttime, it showcases. So based kind of like what we, you know, we kind of had a little bit, a little bit cheap. So Oriana kind of incorporated a little bit of that in entrepreneur with the artist performing. But normally that's how right. it works. You have the, the panels and workshops during the day, and then you have the artist showcases at night. So the goal is to go to these events, build your network, create opportunities, see what happens, right? And so this particular event is held in Cannes, France. So one of my mentors told me about it, said, you need to go. This was April of, well, no, I knew about it a year prior to that. So I knew about it in 2015 and I didn't go. And Xavier Keys, one of the artists I managed, we decided we wanted to go in 2016. So we had no money <laughs> or didn't know how we were going to do it. So, because we decided, the conference is in June. We didn't decide we we're going to go to to April. So I said, okay, well, look, I've invested and poured into so many other people's lives that she was going to pour back into my life, right? That's right. So I put up a GoFundMe and I raised about three grand in 30 in 60 days, which is wow. really hard to do, which is really hard to do. Fundraising, I have a respect for people who do that for a living because that's really, really hard to do. To, to raise money. <laughs> Thankfully, people really like my story and care about what I'm doing and see the impact of, of what I do for people. And I think that resonates with them. So we initially, to fly there, um, I had a buddy of mine, I didn't know what, what budget I was working with. I had a buddy of mine that um, was working for the airlines and he was he worked for Southwest at the time, but Southwest did not fly to Europe. So he right. had a, he, used to, he he used to work for Delta. So he had a connection on Delta. So he had one of his guys that he knew. I didn't know this person who was going to let us fly on his buddy passes. You know, so you know about the buddy pass. Wow. You have to, yeah. You have to, yeah. you know, so buddy passes back in the day used to be free. You just, you know, whatever. But now they make you pay for it. Right. So we gave the guy, I think, nine hundred dollars each for the for the round trip ticket, which was which was pretty pretty fair for round you know, round trip nine hundred. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? So mm -hmm. I gave the guy, we gave the guy the money. So everything's good, everything's paid for at this point. It's about a week left to go. Something tells me to call the airline to just to make sure every it's the manager in me. They decide to double triple check everything. So I call the airline. They see my name in the system. They see our names in the system. Right. And so cool. Right. A few days go by the 12 hours before we're supposed to go. 24 hours. I call the airline back. Our names are not there. Otherwise, I said, what do you mean our names are not there? <laughs> so apparently what happened when I guess the guy got in trouble or something like that and with the, with the company and airline. And I guess they revoked his either they suspended him or they fired him. And, you know, the buddy passes are employee benefit. Right. right. So. So they so they reversed the money back on the card, but I think the guy stole our money because we never saw that money back. 
And I was freaking out because I was freaking out because people had raised, people had was so nice to, to support me to go. And I'm like, I'm crying. How are we going to figure this out? So I called my artist and he was, of course, he's mad too. Cause he's like, he's trusting me. Cause I, I don't know this guy. I'm trusting you to do what you do. So of course he's upset about the situation, but we're like, we got to figure out how to get there. So thankfully his mom's best friend was a multimillionaire and sponsored us. Wow. Uh, like 20, like initially, what well, wasn't going to initially pay for me to go. So going to pay for him to go. said, like, you got to fly my manager out there too. So, and so he had to fly me to Chicago and we had to be going out there. But I said it off to say that, you know, you go to these events because, and we find a way to get there because you never know what's going to happen. And that turned That's into right. opp- opportunities to grow and build. And I've, I've met a lot of great people that allow me to have a, a global network now. And yes. so, 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 you know, sometimes you just got to say yes. It's like I said, I bring it up to say that you just got to say yes. I took me a lot of time. Say yes and let you just figure it out. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. If it's meant to That's be, right. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You don't That's know right. how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. You know? That's right. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you got to be willing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, That's so good. Yeah. Man, your story is great. You touched on a few things I wanted to touch on too, so we'll get into that. So, where are you originally? Where are you originally from? Where you from? Uh, Michigan? <laughs> I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Born okay. and raised, okay. and I went to Michigan State. Go Green! Right. Uh, and uh, then I met my husband. We stayed there for almost 15 years or so, and then mm-hmm. we quit our jobs and moved to Florida. <laughs> And uh, moved to Orlando, Florida with, uh, you know, just uh, we rented this house in Lake Nona. I didn't know too many people. I think we we had some friends here, but just very few people. And the thing about Orlando is most people are from somewhere else. They're pretty friendly. Uh, Over like in the first uh, few months, I met over 150 people. I was at the mayor's inauguration. It was so much fun. Um, And uh, I landed a job at a global association. And uh, because I left an association in Michigan, I was a vice president there and I landed a job at a global association. And uh, that took me to contacts all over the world, traveling all over the world uh, and uh, friends that I have to this day that I still talk to on WhatsApp all all over the world. Kenya, South Africa, uh, Hong Kong. Wow. All right. Thank yeah. God for WhatsApp, man, because before WhatsApp, it was, it's so much easier now to, to communicate via WhatsApp. You know, that's a great, that was a great um, invention, that app, because it, it really, it really has made it easier to do global business. Um, yes. Yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing that you've been able to see the world, do something you love to do. I, try, I, always, tell, I always tell people to, especially Americans who've never traveled outside the country to travel outside of, I mean, obviously not right now, not right now, now. (laughs) but, but, you know, if they can, of course, their lifetime to travel outside and see other parts of the world, just to give you a different perspective on how other people in the world live. And the fact that you don't, your life isn't that bad. Right. You, know, you 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 right. trust me. Your you life. Are, is, we are very blessed. Blessed. Your life. Your life isn't that bad. I tell people go to India, go to Mumbai, India, yeah. and watch them how people yeah. live there. And, yeah. and you think you think you struggling? Yeah. Our U.S. dollar. Oh, that's India is one of the few places that our U.S. dollar is strong. 
mm-hmm. right? It's about 67 rupees to one USD. That's mm-hmm. pretty strong compared to other parts of the world. So other parts of the world, our dollar ain't shit. It ain't nothing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so yeah. you know, so going to a place like that to watch people living in the streets and having people walk up to your car and ask you, like, it's just, it's a different thing. It's a different experience when you can see other parts of the world. It just gives you a different perspective on how people live. Uh, if you're somebody Absolutely. of color in Europe, I tell this to people all the time. If you're black and in Europe, like they treat you differently over there. Mm-hmm. They treat mm-hmm. you differently as a, 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 a black American in countries like France and these other places I've been to. And I've seen it. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. like they just love the black culture. They love black people over there. Mm-hmm. It's really different. You know? Absolutely. So, we yeah. have uh, we have very close friends that are Vietnamese. And right before the pandemic, we spent about uh, I think it was 10, 10 days with them <laughs> in their family in Vietnam. So mm-hmm. it was no we did stay at a hotel one time in Ho Chi Minh City, but we were in Da Nang and Ho Chi Minh and then in the country. Uh-huh. So it was a full immersion of Vietnamese culture and just absolutely beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. country, beautiful people. Um, and we loved it. They showed us all around uh, the Vietnam and just a beautiful, I can't wait to go back. But that's the, if you haven't traveled, I definitely encourage people to see the world, make make the time to see different cultures, different places. Uh, United States is just so different because it's so big and so many different terrains, mm-hmm. but there are so many parts of the world. I want to go to all the continents. Um, I want to go to Antarctica. So that's on my bucket list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people don't, but I want to, I want to experience it. Right. Uh, and this world is beautiful and it's big and I want to see it all. So, um, uh, I, you know, that's the thing. I told I totally feel you on that. I totally feel you. So you have two degrees, right? So you have. Oh yes, yep. When I came down to Florida, I I went to UCF and uh, yeah. I got my executive MBA pro uh, MBA at their uh, the incubator downtown. It was a lot of fun there. That's well. awesome. That's awesome. And then you have another. You have a degree from Michigan State in environmental studies. If I'm right about that. Absolutely. So when I went to school, I, I still recycle to this day. I'm still have that true to my heart. Um, okay. I, but I thought I was going to save the world and be Aaron Brockovich too. Oh, gotcha, and, uh, gotcha, you know. gotcha. But, you know, I realized at the end of the day that my my real mission was to help others. And really, I work for a nonprofit and their membership, a really fast growing nonprofit. Um, And I was able to really help with, um, you know, homeless and and people that needed assistance. And I really I really like helping people get from where they are to where they want to be. And that stays true today. That's that's what my website. That's what my mission is. And it's it's interesting how your life can change and you get more skills and things happen. But your mission stays the same. Your mission to help others stay the same. And that's what it's all about. I have more skills. I have more opportunities. I've got more things that people can do. But my whole goal is really around helping people to take their life from one level to the next. I love that. I love that. And um, I really do. I really do. So, I mean, and I, and I want to ask this question, you know, you have two degrees in, in college for black people. Let's, let's, let's go down that rabbit hole for a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
College today, I always tell people, I don't know if it holds the same weight that it used to hold. You know, because they used to tell us back in the days, go to school, get a job, and work for somebody else for 40 years. And we all know we just, that type of, that doesn't exist in today's economy anymore. It just doesn't right. exist. You know what I mean? So college, I, I, I don't think they, to telling somebody they have to go to school to be successful is necessarily the answer for every single person. No, I would agree. You know what I mean? I would so, agree. Yeah. Right, right, right. what that, is success? Right. I mean, think <laughs> about it. What, what is really success? Success doesn't mean you have a degree. Success means that you're doing what you're put on this earth to do. Exactly. For you, that's helping people with music. For me, that's helping people take their lives to the next level and be the best they can be. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that I had to have a degree to do it. Right. So I say that to say when you're young, you know, it's one of those things you got to figure out. And that's where involved parents and, and people around and just making sure that you spend time. I always say with God, because I'm a Christian. So I believe that you spend time with mm-hmm. with God learning what you're here on this earth to do. Um, yeah. And that doesn't mean you will know the full picture, but it does mean that you will know it in part. They, God will always lead. I believe he will lead and guide you. Yeah. So if, if you're called and destined to go to school and you're called and destined to do something, we need we need doctors out there. So some people got to go to college. And that's what I'm telling people. I always say to people, does your degree require post-secondary education? Right. Does it require you to get a degree? Yes. I want somebody who's going to operate on me to know that <laughs> what the heck they're doing. Exactly. You want that. You know what I mean? You want people to have that knowledge and to be experienced enough to when they go and operate surgery on you, they know what they're doing and they're experienced. Exactly. You don't exactly. want just a random person. Oh, I watched a few documentaries, so I think I could go be, you know, uh-uh. no. It doesn't, no. No. It's, that I'm going to choose somebody else. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I just think that that people feel like, because college today is people are getting in a massive, massive debt, get a nice exactly. piece of paper. See, I went to school. So just, so I went to, I got high school 2003, right? I went to high school. I went to college, uh, Valencia, I went to Valencia community, community college back then. It's Valencia college mm-hmm. now, but back then it was two year school. Right. And I went there for three years. And then I I, tra- I was a transient student to UCF. I did that for a semester. And then some family things happened and I left school. I didn't think I was going to go back. And the only, the main reason why I went back is because my dad wanted to see all of his kids finish college. Because that was something that was important to him. So I said, if I was going to go and finish school, I was going to go do something that I wanted to do, which is right. why I went to full sale, finished there, which was a totally different, type of school than the traditional um, four-year school because Full Sail is designed for creatives and how the creative mind works. And creative people get bored really easy. See, I'm not a creative person, but I work with creatives, so I understand how they think. So the way Full Sail University works is you're only in class for a month. The course is four Mm -hmm. weeks, and then you go to another another class. So the goal is to get you out in half the time that it would be your traditional your school. Traditional. Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. So, you know, I ended up fitting, going to full sale, which I'm glad I did. It was a great experience and it worked out for me. But I always tell people, you don't necessarily have to go to school because, you know, 
going to school doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to most people who or whatever they work whatever they do for a living now is not what they even went to school for. No, no. And then it's it, yeah, and and like you said, Full Sail is a fantastic, great school, but it's a private education mm-hmm. and it is expensive. expensive. So is. you have to have a game plan. And this is where you, you got to be level headed about it. Mm-hmm. You have to have a game plan and say, if I'm going to get a degree, mm-hmm. am I going to be able to leverage this degree so that I can pay these debts off? Or right. are my parents prepared to um, pay some of this college education? And if not, you got to make those choices. You were smart. You went to, to Valencia first, then you went to UCF. And, 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 and took actually full cell took t- so. They took 10 of my classes, transferred in. So the way right. Full Sail works is they have regional accreditations. I know you have, I know you've worked uh-huh. in education. So they have regional accreditation, which, you know, means that, you know, you can transfer credits in the state. So they don't go by the state, whatever the state is. Right. So they have their own accreditation. So, you know, you can transfer credits into Full Sail, just can't transfer credits out of Full Sail. You can't right. go to Full right. Sail, right. take those same credits and go to Florida State. Doesn't right. work, you know what I mean. So, right. but it worked out for me because there was ten of my classes transferred in, which is two thousand dollars a class times ten is twenty thousand. Plus, also gave me four thousand dollars out of their pocket. So that degree program off the street would have been fifty five thousand, fifty seven thousand. So I went to the business program. I went to the my degrees entertainment business, which which really is traditional business degree, but instead right. of doing pro, studying Procter and Gamble, you're studying Viacom. Same right. type of thing, gotcha. you know what I mean? Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. so that fifty-seven thousand, I think I, I think I left owing like thirty-four thousand dollars in loans or whatever it was. And like I said before, like you know, the loans were able to be dismissed because of my disability. Thank God, but yeah. um, so I got a free education. So again, like I said, when you walk into your purpose, it always work out for you. But That's right. but um, yeah, you're right. You got to be able to leverage that degree is that degree going to get you where you got to go because so many people are going into debt right unnecessarily and, and, right and see I, and i'm not a fan of like especially okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm 55 i'm gonna go back and get my master's I'm like why like like because you, if you're fit because unless you're gonna have somebody pay for that so to me i don't know right. is it wise to, to take out the type of debt at that part of in, in in that in that time of life, because I mean that's a lot of people. That's a lot of debt to take on, right? If, right. If, 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 so right. I don't know if it's as wise. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go back to school, get my master's degree at 55. 50, you know, oh, don't get me wrong. I know you know, but I just feel like you got to be smart about that because there's a lot of people who are dying in debt, massive debt like that. Because I want to go back and get my degree, F master's degree. Said, Why? It's kind of late now. Because somebody <laughs> got to pay that back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that is true. Things you got to think about because somebody got to absolutely somebody got to pay that back. Now, yeah, when Shaquille O'Neal, his mama to get him, he could pay that off. It's nothing right. for him to pay fifty thousand. He can write a check for that, and she it's free. It's gone to state. Everybody don't have that luxury to to pay off. You know, write one check. Where your son's a professional athlete, retired professional athlete, and can pay fifty thousand dollars to Shaq. And, you know, you, you know, Shaq right. going to a Shaq going to a store and buy a laptop for two for two thousand. Because that's nothing for him. Two thousand dollars for Shaq is like a dollar. You don't care right. about that. You know what I mean? So he's going to spend that anyway. But the average person can't afford to spend fifty grand to get a degree, a match, a piece of paper. And that's what it is, really. 
It's a piece of paper that says you study some courses, you have some expertise, and you have some knowledge, but doesn't necessarily translate into that's no. gonna, you know, and that, you that's still, why I think you we gotta still need hustle. It. Yeah. You exactly. still need hustle. You still need grind. Um, and you got to figure out, like you said, what works for you. You don't want to get yourself in a ton of debt. That's not going to help you yeah. long term. Right. You, you talk about financial freedom. And I'm sure yeah. you probably tell people that like you don't want to get like you got to be wise. Like, are you getting are you are you getting a going to get a master's degree and paying 40,000 to, to do that in your mid 50s might not be the best thing to do. No. No, no. It just, and it's just, it just not smart. See, the answer for us, most of us black folk is, I'm going to go, life ain't working out, so I'm going to go back to school. True. And I'm like, and I'm like you can't see, <laughs> I don't know, people see people, because that's just what they're told. They're always told, go back to school. What is that going to do for people? It's not. It's it not going to do anything do for anything. you. No. You're going back to school. No. You're going back to school at 55 for what? Yeah. Yeah. For what? For another notch to make you feel better. And a lot of times what you need to do is you need, you need, you need freedom. This is what, this is what the issue is, is that you feel stuck. So you're going to then look to an educational institution to try to give you a leg up, but really you're digging yourself into a bigger hole, which is not making you have more freedom. So then there you're, therefore you're just going to be in a, in a worse situation because unless you really hustle, then that job is it. You're not going to let leverage that, that degree. So that degree won't open the door. The degree will open doors for you. I'm not going to negate it. It's going to open doors, but you got to walk through that, that door. So if you don't take that information that you've applied, your network, your your knowledge, and you don't apply it and walk through that door, it's not going to leverage the type of income that you really want. So you got to say to yourself, look, do I really want this? Do I want it bad enough? Is this important or am I just doing it because, you know, I have nothing else to do? Well, that's the case. Knowledge or leverage a skill that right. won't cost that much. Make a skill and then get a side hustle going, and you can make a whole bunch of money from right. That. And that'll that, be a nice cheaper route. And that's what you do. See, that's why I want to ask that question after I said that. That would be a good because people need to hear that because I think people because see, it's like the baby boomer generation. Guess what they're taught? They're taught school yeah. is everything. They're yeah. taught that school yeah. is everything. Education is everything. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Yes, you need you need an education, but not everything you have to pay massive debt for. We live in exactly. YouTube University now. Yep. Okay. Yep. These kids in their twenties, okay, who understand the internet and social media. That young lady that was on the panel with you. Yes. Like, I mean, she's twenty six years old and mm-hmm. a multi-millionaire already. You can't tell her that she need to go to school. She's gonna be laughing at you. Nope. All right. For what? That's what she was like, saying. For what? Like, like, so you, so that's what I'm saying. So the, these older, older generation had to realize, don't force your kid to, what makes them happy? That's the question I would ask. What do right. you want to do right. that makes you happy? Does it require an education? If it doesn't, yep. then we're not going to go down that path. You know what I mean? So, so that's why that question, I thought I wanted to ask you that because, you know, so many people, you know, just have that mentality of school, 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 school. And that's just, to me, that's not always the answer for people no. to achieve the success that they want in life. 
You know, because yeah, I'm, they're, I'm they're, passionate they're, about talking about that because it bothers me when I see all these people. Oh, just go get a degree. Just go get a this. Go go get a that. And I'm like, okay, well, does it just that doesn't really make sense to me. You know, so. but there there is value in education yeah. in the sense that it can it will it's kind of like a, a coach when you're at the gym. Right. It, education can push you further than you may push yourself. Right. It gives you that discipline. Right. It makes you stay up and do an all nighter or whatever the case is. You know. Mm-hmm. So if you're not if you're not going to put yourself in the situation like that where you're going to start to develop and hone those skills and that expertise Mm. on your own, where you put yourself in a situation where you're learning and you're getting these skills, you're an apprentice. And that's what um, other people, white people will tell (laughs) their, their family. They'll say, you want to be a a music producer, go over to RCA records and talk to Jane Doe and you apprentice with them. And that's the route you'll go. But we don't have that opportunity. So yeah. we think we got to go and buy this, you know, get this degree that costs us $100,000 and then work our way up. And we're stuck in a hole. Right. But at the same time, there's nothing negating you from doing like the lady we met at Sis Expo and going and, and talking to, um, you know, X, Y, Z person and and, um, you know, Charlemagne, the God and talking to yeah. the, the manager and or the bodyguard and saying, hey, listen, I want to learn how to do this. That's apprenticeship. That's yeah. a, but that's a hustle. And Carla, not everybody has a hustle. That's true. Carla, Carla, you know, Carla, you know, Carla's from here. So I know I, yeah, went, to high, yeah. I went to high school with her. Oh, Carla, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known Carla for years. So, yeah. Wow. So, to see, yeah, to see, yeah, to see what she's doing is amazing. Right? You're exactly right. You yeah. know, it's hustle. See, you got to hustle. You got to, I tell her, you got to hustle. You got to make relationships. You got to build a network. You that's know? right. Edu- getting a traditional education again because we're, we're, we're no longer the economy is no longer a 40 year one job economy like my dad's a truck driver in New York he's been working for the same company for 40 years my dad's from, my parents are from Jamaica my mom was raised in Brooklyn my mom, my mom was raised in New York my dad was my dad was raised in Jamaica but been in New York for 40 years, you know, doesn't have an education as a truck driver, you know, he worked there for 40 years, but that doesn't, that just doesn't exist anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, my dad about to retire in a couple of years, but, but to think that you're going to work for the one comes with 40 years of retire, it's just not reality. We're, not, in a, no. we're, we're in a gig economy now. You do right. something for That's a few right. years, you go into the next thing. You used to be considered, oh, you move around too much. You're unstable. No, that's just the way the world is now. That's you're not right. going to be in a company. You're not going to be at a company for for, for forty years anymore, or for twenty years to twenty five years anymore. And companies aren't loyal to you. They cut. Yeah. They lay you off in a heartbeat. So exactly. why can't be loyal to them? Exactly. You do what's best. I took all the time. You do what's best for you. Because they'll That's replace. Right. They'll find somebody to replace you if you leave. Right. So 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 don't feel That's like right. you're doing them a favor because you because they want you to stay. Of course they want you to stay. They you know they like you, but if you find something that's going to get you closer to the goal you set for yourself, then take that leap that's of right. faith. Take that make that move if you feel like it's going to get you closer to where you want to be. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so yeah, so you Absolutely. have you have 15 years of leadership experience in association and nonprofit management including roles yes. as chief member engagement officer at the Florida Institute of CPAs, I'm reading this because I want to get this right, 
the Director of Membership, Diversity, and Student Programs at the Institute of Internal Auditors, and the Vice President of Professional Development at the Michigan Association of Insurance Agents. Wow. That is a lot of great, awesome experience. And I had to look it up. I'm like, a certified meeting professional. I didn't know what that was. I said, that's, a, you know, <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. No, that's, I didn't know that was a thing. You know what I mean? I didn't know, like, you oh, can yeah. get, a, a, you can get a, a certification in that. Like, so, oh, uh, yes. Yes, yes. Meetings are big, big things. International meetings, uh, global meetings, uh, local meetings, large and small, diverse audiences with COVID cancellations, negotiating policy uh, contracts. Yeah. All of that. Um, we and when when I got that that uh, certificate, our association had over a hundred meetings a year. Now some of them mm-hmm. were small, but that's still a hundred different contracts. You're dealing with different venues. You're dealing with different instructors. Right. Um, and so uh, the, it, it is a big big uh, business. And then once I uh, came to Florida, I got my uh, certified association executive. Um, a credential. So both of those are tests and exams that you have to take. They're four hours, uh, multiple choice, choose the best right answer. Um, most people don't pass. And so I never want to take those tests again. So I will always keep my credentials up. Right. Uh, but they're just very good um, knowledge and information on industry standards. And I'm happy that a lot of my peers now are writing the textbooks that that we're studying from so I, okay, I'm, I'm happy about that All right, so yeah, i'm gonna so. ask like what would be the benefit of somebody the, you make the, you make more money is if you had a certification you can be like okay i have this so they're gonna you know in, in the corporate space you're gonna obviously doing that so you can make more money you know correct sure, and it I'm opens sure. doors it yeah. establishes you as an as a um, a credentialed individual, so right. it opened doors for you as well. So, um, yeah, that's I mean that's the the reason. And for me, it was on my career path. I had been vice president um, of an association before, but I wanted to be a, a at the time I wanted to be an, a, a chief executive officer, and, um, and so it did open that door for me to be a chief at an organization. Um, as well. So it just opens the door, but again, you got to walk through it. So exactly. You know. Exactly. No, that's amazing stuff, man. That is absolutely great things that you're a part of. And it's, it's that. And so um, I want to talk a little bit about some, like I said, the companies you have, like, so obviously you have your own consultant firm, land consultants, and where you kind of yes. talked about that with nonprofit management, assisting in that, you know, so we're not, everybody said they want a nonprofit. So like, what is, what is nonprofit management really about? Like, you know, everybody's like, I, I want to start a nonprofit organization. You know, and I always say, like, what is that really about? Why, what is a, what, why would somebody want to do that? And what's the goal? I know what the goal is. You know, you want to give back. But, you know, somebody starting a nonprofit, what goes into that? Like, I'm sure there's a, lot, there's, a, there's a number of things you have to do to do it correctly. Yes. Yep. So, and... An association is also a nonprofit organization, but they are governed by what is called the IRS 501c6 rules, whereas a nonprofit organization is a 501c3 rule. So they're just different IRS codes, Um, but they both serve a nonprofit 
purpose. That doesn't mean they don't make money. money so nonprofits right. can make money. There are some that do make a lot of money, yeah. um, but their purpose is to give back either for an association to that trade community or society or for the nonprofit to the public as a whole, maybe benefiting that type of environment. Um, so nonprofits are really about their purpose, their mission, their mission driven. And being able to set that up in the right manner. And then for a 501c3, having the tax benefits and the advantages where you don't have to pay um, taxes on certain items that you buy for that purpose of that organization. Um, But, you know, they have to have a board of directors. They have to have be governed properly. um, And they really have to be able to, um, you know, bring in money. Whereas a nonprofit, usually a 501c3, is bringing in money from grants and fundraising and things like that. If you're looking at an association, you're looking at bringing in money from membership, you're paying mm-hmm. dues, or you're you're bringing in membership for credentialing, or you're bringing in money from um, professional development and classes and services. So just your income streams can be a little bit different within those those factors. But really helping the what I like to do is help the organization look and 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 uh, take advantage of everything that they can do. And everybody's in a different place. Every organization is in right. different places and they deal with different things. So consulting is kind of putting your hat in, in an area. Like right now I'm helping um, kids camp. They have a, a fundraiser and a golf outing coming up. I haven't, I, I have done an organized golf outings in the past. So it's putting that hat on again and helping okay. them organize that golf outing. So I yes. like the fact that you can be diverse and help and uh, get them to where they, all these different organizations and where they need to go. So that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like to be in a consultant to a because it doesn't pigeonhole you into one thing. Like, you right. know, you can quarterback the situation and, feel like you can just move where it needs to where it needs to be done right and so right. i love that i like i really do like to and it gives me it gives you fr- more freedom as a consultant versus being like you know i do this 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 and this you know when i'm working with a client i never give them hard guarantees because in music it's just art and art is about emotion and you can't mm. guarantee how somebody's gonna feel about your songs like I can't guarantee how somebody's gonna feel about the stuff you write, you make. There's no, I'm a vessel for your music, but I can't guarantee what the response is gonna be. Too many people won't guarantee. I paid you two thousand dollars, and what you, <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you want me to? What do you want me to do with that? That's if you're worried about spending two grand in the music business, you need to get out because mm, that's because that's, that's just that's just not a lot of money. If two thousand dollars. You know, to work with me for a year, Monday, is $4,800 at the current rate that I have right now. That's not wow. that much. Which that's not, good. yeah, no. that's not that much money for a whole entire year. Right. And no, so, not at all. You can't do anything for that. You can't even, <laughs> barely a gym membership. Right. So, you know what I mean? So, it's like, and if you have, let's say you have somebody who's going to go half on you with that, you can like it in my rate, that's $200 a month. Yeah. That's really affordable. That's affordable. Like, I mean, I mean, that's really affordable. So, yeah. So it's one of those things where it's just, 
if they worried about spend, if you worried about spending money on certain, you just have to because having a coach, you're a coach as a consultant. You're gonna be able to maneuver people through the the, the holes and the pitfalls. Like, no, don't do that. So you have experience, so you know right. you may not want to go do that because this is probably what's gonna happen. And so what right. you're doing is. You're saving them headaches, saving them time. You can't necessarily yeah. guarantee what's going to happen. Say, this is any industry. You can't guarantee anything. Nobody can, yeah. ethically. You know what I mean? If people are making guarantees to you, you know, I, don't, I just don't roll that way. Like, I'm ethical. So I don't make right. any guarantees on what's going to happen. You're paying me for my time. And what they're paying for is the execution. Mm-hmm. Not so much the information. Because the information is there, but you have the execution of what they need want to get done because of your experience. And that's going to save them time and ultimately money, which is worth hiring, which is worth hiring you. So that's what they got to understand. You you hire a consultant because you're saving time on the execution and you're also getting into their network. Mm -hmm. Right. So I make each client that I work with. So you sign two agreements with me. You sign my work agreement, my scope of work agreement, and then I do a non-disclosure, non-circle event, right? So mm-hmm. that means that you can't go behind my back and start taking my contacts and people that I personally introduced you to and do side deals behind my back and I don't know about it. Because see, in the music industry, and this is any industry, relationships are everything. Right. So if right. I connect you to somebody now, we meet if we are at the same conference and you meet people that I know in my network, and it's fair game at that point. But I'm specifically right. talking about people that I have to go into my network and introduce you to. Our networks right. are everything. So we have to be That's very right. careful of who we give access to the people that trust us. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why I make every client do that because I had a situation one time with a with a with a mom and her daughter. The daughter was the artist and the mom was managing her. And so I want to work with the daughter at the time. They live here in Orlando. And so I, I helped them for free. I booked them on some shows for free. The mom would go behind my back and go to the, go to the promoter and try to book her. I said, hold on. And then they would come to me. I used right. to come I said, Kay, you can't do that. This, you didn't do anything wrong from a legal perspective, but this is entertainment. The rules right. are different. The rules are different. You can't just go... Because they're gonna automatically go to me because they have the relationship with me and not you. Exactly. You know, so exactly. I had to. So ever since that happened, <laughs> I had to implement that non-disclosure, non-circumvent thing, non-circumvent agreement that I have to do now because it just protects my relationships and the people that I have uh, that I that I do business with. You know, that are also my friends. You know, because yeah. in entertainment business, we do business with people who are friends, our professional friends. It's a friendship business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, um, and that is so good because in relationships, um, I I have coaches and my coaches have introduced me to opportunities and I'm always respectful of them for introducing an opportunity to me. You know, so I, I don't want to look at someone that I know that that they have introduced me to and then try to introduce an opportunity to them. That's not how that's not how it works. I respect that my my coach has given me this opportunity and really they've given me this platform so that that to me is respect. But they it has to be learned. 
you know, yes. Um, yes. and some people don't even get it. You may I've talked to people and said, you know what? Here, here, I know you want to do this. Like I have a silver business. My um, coach, uh, Dr. Stacia Pierce, told me about the silver business and getting silver assets. Um, and the people will reach out to me and I said, well, how did you hear about it? Oh, yeah, Dr. Stacia told me about it. Oh, great. Well, I'm going to send you Dr. Stacia's link because, right. you know what, she told me about the business. Now, most people wouldn't be it wouldn't be ethical. They would be like, oh, I'm signing them up. They came to me. No, 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 no. I don't know you. I right. only know you because Dr. Stacia right. told to, uh, introduced us or you found me from Dr. Stacia's page. You just told me you were you knew Dr. Stacia. No, right. no, 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 no. Right. And you know what? When you do stuff like that. Good will always come back. Always happen because you, you always you, come you back. Always operate ethically. If you operate ethically, right. it always happens. You're right. Look, you're exactly right. There's a way to go about doing business ethically. Yep. Right? Because, you know, in, in the music industry, it is a shady business. People, <laughs> it's I, shady. I it. It's shady. And people don't give a crap who they screw over. You know, they don't care. They do not care who they screw over, man. And the industry is small. And so you got to be really yeah. careful on what, you know, and, and yeah. So I, I'm just I'm just really big on operating with ethics because, yeah. you know, does not mean that, you know, I don't make mistakes. But I do my best to always make sure I'm operating ethically because my relationship matters way more than the dollar. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? And for me too, it's not, it's also about, excuse me, operating ethically, but it's also having gratitude and you hear a lot about it, but yeah. I don't think people really understand gratitude. Like that's why you, if you look at my posts, I always thank Oriana for inviting me yeah, um, for the, to the CIS Expo because I'm great. I wouldn't be invited if it wasn't for her. This is right. her platform. Right. I'm speaking where at the CIS Expo. Who put that on? You know right. what I'm saying? So right. people have to be grateful. They have to have a grateful heart. And you can never, ever, ever think that you're be, you're above being grateful. Right. So that's why if you if you talk to me and when you did talk to me, I always say thank you for having me on. Thank you for inviting me because yeah. this is your platform. Right. You found it to open your platform for me. And I think if more people would have a grateful heart, if more people would um, realize that it's not about them, right. but through other people is where you will get your purpose and plan. And somebody might hear this that will connect to you, but it's really not about you. It's about the fact that Darrell, you gave me the opportunity to come on this show. And so by you doing that, I'm grateful and thankful to you. Exactly. That, that's and where I, people got to get it. Yeah, and I'm the same way. You always got, you, uh, people don't realize a thank you goes so far with people. A simple thank you would take you yeah. so far. People just want to know that you appreciate what they do, what they do. That, I mean, that's all they really that you're appreciative of, of the platform that they gave you, you know, because yeah. they obviously saw fit for you to be on there, right? And just but just saying thank you means a whole lot to 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 these people. So I totally agree with you. It's just the right way, and it's just the right way to to treat people because right. before we're people first. Before yeah. we're business owners, or you know, we're human beings and people treat people with the same respect that you would want to be treated with. 
And, you know, I'm such a firm believer in that as well. And it was cool that I saw that you're also the co-owner of Orlando Travel Guide. I know. I love my Orlando Travel Guide. I'm just, <laughs> I just haven't had much time to do with to do it. But uh-huh. when we first got down here, we were big and gung-ho, going everywhere, blogging about it. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And I love it. My husband and I still do go out um, a little bit, but um, you know, we still have our website and I still have the, the social media, but I, right. I need to pick it back up a little bit more, but I love it. Um, it, Orlando's just a fun place to be. Everybody wants to come and yeah. always, people are always asking me, what do I do? What do I do? So, um, <laughs> you know, I am going to pick it back up in a new kind of way and put some little guys together for people because nice. I'm still getting requests. Uh, and I still get asked about it. So I'm going to have that on the uh, the website and help people. And when Wonderful. we go places like hotels and things like that, I'll put that on the website as well. But yeah, we have the Orlando Travel Guide. Um, and, and we have other cities that we go to and we'll talk and have Chicago and we'll give our tips. And because I traveled all over the world, I wanted to have a place where, you know, people could go to get travel tips and information. So I have a... Um, a solo travels guide. I don't know if it's up there, but I do have a, a resource on solo travel because I went on a um, nine day trip to Italy by myself. Uh, so that was a, a, a wide, eyes wide open uh, trip. Uh, I also have a how to see the how to see a, a city in 24 hours or less as a business traveler. Um, I found myself having to only have a certain amount of time. And so how to pack in as much as possible in that short period of time. So um, I did that as well. And that's a a fun little guide about, I think it was Dubai. We did like four or five things in 24 hours, sand, dune bashing, uh, Burj Khalifa, uh, all these different things in like 20 miracle gardens in 24 hours. So that's all I had before our flight took off. And I had been there for nine days when I was working. So, um, yeah. So, so just my life's experience, I put them in, in books, you know, and put them in courses and, and, uh, I've got a whole course that I'm, almost finished. I need to finish and get out there called Unbossed. I love it. It's about my journey and helping others go from that nine to five to their uh, entrepreneurial journey. Um, so that's uh, that's soon to be finished. It's the bane in my side to finish that uh, course. It's so good. So, so I keep wanting to add more stuff to it because it's so right. good. And as I get more life lessons, I add more stuff to it, but it'll be out soon and a whole community around that as well. That is awesome. And then like like you mentioned this earlier about your silver at your your silver business, you know, your cryptocurrency. So you have said you you're tapping into several things. You're truly a serial entrepreneur. And I, I just love that. You are the epitome, you're the husband of black excellence in and I Aww, really do, do do respect that. And and um yeah, it's just a whole awesome things that you're doing. So yeah. Definitely. I'm so glad it's that good I to have a good partner that uh, supports you and really gets, you know, your entrepreneurial journey. And I'm, I'm more analytical than my husband is. So I'm always looking at the numbers and, yeah. you know, well, this is down, this is up. Okay. Well, where can I make up here? This is what, you know, so that's, that's my role. Whereas my husband is more of a big picture visionary. We, we, we just launched another business and I'm actually going to spin this off into another um, entity uh, because it is pure profit. I was talking about it at Sys, Sys Expo, um, but it, it is where you have the opportunity to get 
free crypto. Um, and it's a very, it's no cost. You can actually mine crypto in your home and the wattage is only like a light bulb. Um, but I have a company that will lease you a miner for free um, if you have, you are in the right spot. So you have to do an assessment with me. I send you the, uh, the assessment and it says, do you want it? You got 24 hours and you say, okay. And they're going to send you a miner and I'll show you how to really monetize that as well. Um, but it is such a huge opportunity. People think free and I, it is literally free. Um, so right now it is totally free. Uh, but this is a great opportunity. So if people want to know more, they can go on my website and connect with me. Uh, but it, it is so many opportunities. Again, it goes back to me saying, if I wouldn't have said yes, to the one thing, then all of these other things wouldn't have unfolded. And I wouldn't even be in position to know about opportunities where you, I can help others get and free crypto. And I say this to say, it, when I say free crypto, you think like, oh, a dollar. Like people are making thousands of dollars a, a month. Right. That in passive income right. for this um, business. So it's not like a $2. It's it's serious passive income that is possible. Um, and it just depends on where you are and the global opportunities of it is huge. So I love to share more with you and I'm going to tell you about it, Darrell. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about it, you know. And, and, <laughs> you know, and we're gonna, but anybody can connect. Yeah, we're going to because I'm, inter I'm, interested, I'm interested in the silver stuff. I'm interested in... Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. So we're definitely going to build. And, and, and you, you know, you're not a friend. And, and this is what I love about going to events because you never know who you're going to meet. And you know, and, and we're local. A lot of times, you know, I go to an event at a conference, and they don't live in my city. You know what I mean? Right. So you know, it's good to have somebody that that live that lives, and we can. And we, actually, we don't live too far from each other. You know, so you know, here this is so that that's a good thing. So I'm just so absolutely. Thankful. So thankful to to um, have met you and I'll be connected to you and what you're doing. I'm just so honored to know you. And um, yeah, so this has been a really great episode. So where can the people find you? I know you mentioned your website, but what your social media and then obviously yeah. uh, your website. And I'll make sure to put everything in the show notes. Any, all, any oh, of, thank you. Yeah, so. Yeah. So um, my name is Monda Land, and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Monda Land. So M-A-U-N-D-A-L-A-N-D. Um, and you can also uh, find me uh, at my website, financialfreedomforyou.com. That's spelled out F-O-U-R. I mean, not financial freedom for you, uh, but F-O-R. <laughs> okay, got out. you. No worries. Uh, and not the number. <laughs> and um so you can find me there and uh, I look forward to connecting with everybody. I'm, I hope that I inspired some people to uh, continue, get their hustle, do their entrepreneurial journey. And like Darrell said, follow their passions. That's what it's all about. Um, and really being a success is doing what God has is, is, is asked you to do and, and doing that to you, the best of your ability. So thank Absolutely. you so much for having me. Monday, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you today as my guest. And guys, this has been another episode of the Encourage Fire podcast. And this is your host, Terrell Pierce. Until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.